Cito now to Logan and Disney! He strikes and he scores! Russell fires a shot and an amazing finish! This is the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Espinosa saved it. by Tim Melia again! Wow. wow! Now here's your host, the voice of sporting, Blake Arney. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Sporting KC Show. We're back here at Media Day for Sporting Kansas City. We've got the big home opener coming up after Sporting Kansas City, a 1-1 draw with the Houston Dynamo on the road. A well-earned point. Maybe some players might not say it was 100% deserved, but they're happy to get out with the point. This time alongside a well-known face around here, Nate Bucati. Nate, how are you doing? I'm great, Blake. It's uh, congratulations, first of all. Thank you on the gig, and uh, it's good to be a guest on the show. It feels a little weird, though. You're still going to be doing plenty <laughs> of the talking, I'm sure. We'll let you. Uh, we'll let me, you. We'll never. let you give the. <laughs> never. <laughs> well, I guess first things first, Nate. You know, sporting a one-one draw against the Houston Dynamo. What are you taking away from that game? A point. Uh, yeah. It's always good to get a point away from home, and obviously that's the literal answer to your question, but. I think for Sporting KC, it's one of the interesting things about a three-outcome sport, right? You, you, if you win, you're always happy. If you lose, you're not. And then there's that weird feeling in between when particularly you have a lead with 30 minutes to play. The lead didn't only lasted about nine minutes, if, if my memory is correct. So maybe it's not as heartbreaking as if you give up a goal late, stoppage time, something like that. But 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 still, I think if you're Sporting Kansas City, you probably feel like, hey, we had a, we had a lead in the second half, away from home. We want to close that thing out. Uh, but it's early in the season, and if you're racking up points away from home against people in your division, I don't think you can be too upset about it. And I think that there were enough good things that happened in the game that you say, okay, we're going to build on that and look forward to what is going to be a big home opener on Saturday. Absolutely. And a home opener, Nate, that we'll get to in a minute. You're going to be on the call for that one yeah. on Apple TV. I'm people are going to have to make the tough choice. Do I, <laughs> do I push that local radio button and listen to Blake or listen to me? Maybe they could do one half of each. There you go. Maybe. You know, but uh, in that match against Houston, and, you know, it felt like the, the early portions of that game, the team defended really well. They had that scare in the 42nd minute where Houston scored. It was called back for offside. Do you think, I mean, we talked to some of the players, but in moments like that, it just feels like that is a bit of a wake-up call. And, you know, they get to go into the half nil-nil, almost like they... Are, they're not celebrating a goal. I know, you know, me and, me and John in the broadcast booth were thinking like, okay, this is as impactful as a goal when you get that called back. But yeah. what do you think, you know, what, I guess from your, your time being around this team, seeing what they, the way they do things about like what, what you think that thought process is at halftime. First of all, I, I need to go back and look, I feel like I couldn't believe how many goals were disallowed for offside yeah. in, in the first weekend of the season, the game I had Montreal yeah. and uh, in Orlando, Orlando thought they had a big goal at the mm-hmm. end of the game. It got ruled off for offside and I just felt like you saw them, and I know the Philadelphia, they were in the yep. same position. The it first did. time they thought they'd equalize the game, it got taken back for offside. I don't know what, what you say about that, if that's maybe early season stuff or it's just a random coincidence. But, yeah, I guess you, you feel like it's a new lease on life, right? You give up a goal like that, and then you turn around, and, and it, you know the, the rug gets you know, ripped out from under your opponent. So maybe that did give them a little bit, um, a little bit of juice going into the locker room at halftime. But uh, I think that – for Sporting KC, one of my biggest questions going into the season still 
is going to be how much they can create through the middle of the park, right? Because if there's one big change from the roster from last year to this year, well, there's to me, there's two big changes. Obviously, the injury to Ndembe changes the way you look at the left fullback position, but Gadi Kinda is gone and they have not brought in a complete like-for-like -like replacement. The fact that Eric Tommy scored the goal I think is a really positive sign. But what we saw last year at times when Kinda was out was that all of the attack for Sporting KC was coming down, down the flanks. Johnny Russell on one side, Daniel Shallowy on the other, the fullbacks getting up the field. And that's certainly a big part of the, of the attack for Sporting in general. But I think if you want to be balanced, you still have to have some creativity in the middle of the park, things that can unlock defenses a little bit in the, in the most congested area, the most valuable area of the field. And so I think that's something I want to see. I'm wondering if the chemistry of those three midfielders, now that they've had time to play together and Voltaire and Tommy and Radoya, uh, if they, if they continue to build on that going into this season. And so maybe the fact that Eric Tommy got a goal in the first game is a good sign that they'll be able to, uh, to not only because I think they have always done a good job even last year of, of controlling the midfield, but in terms of being creative in that final third in the middle of the park is something that I think that uh, you hope to see more of this year. And, and that's certainly a big talking point when it comes to any team is controlling the ball in the midfield versus actually creating something yeah. going forward. And yeah, Eric Tommy's definitely a player. I mean, we talked about Gotti Kinda, how he was able to do that so well is just create something out of nothing. But Eric Tommy is another player that can can really do that. And I was talking with a couple of people around this, you know, this media day about how he is the kind of player I think his expectation level is going up this season. And he's I think as an individual knows that. You know, we talked to him at post game and he was very he was it was almost like he had scored the goal and he's like, yeah, that's what we, that's what I do. That's what I'm supposed to do. And I think that's his expectation going into this year is that he has to step up each and every game and be that consistent performer on this team. And I think the, the rest of the team knows that if he can do that, they can all be, you know, build around that. Well, he, he seems to be just a very, he's all about business. Yeah. You know, he is. He, he is, he is, he is all about business. He's all about the business of soccer. His demeanor actually reminds me a little bit of Elie in that okay. regard. They're obviously very different types of players, uh, but, but he is a worker too. I mean, I think that's one of the things, you know, about all three of the guys in this midfield, they're going to put in a shift every single game. And, uh, I think that we saw glimpses of what he can also do in the attack, particularly his first year when he joined with Willie Agata and they kind of gave a boost to the team two years ago. And, uh, and, and I think, yeah, maybe knowing that that responsibility falls on him. Hopefully that's a positive as well, but I don't think it's just him. No, it's I think in the four, no. three, three system, sporting doesn't really play with the true number 10, right? That's they, they kind of play with the six and two eights. Correct. So Remy Voltaire, he believes he's got something to, to offer in the attack as well. And I think if they can, you know, can develop those, you know, patterns of play, uh, as, as groups, then, then, uh, that can maybe make up for the idea that you don't have that real playmaking number 10, so to speak. Absolutely. And, you know, there has been the topic of conversation with Peter Vermees of going out and grabbing a player like that in the summer or whenever it may be. That's an interesting conversation about if they do have that player, how that kind of shakes up the midfield. Also, Memo Rodriguez, a player that they have currently that we've seen create something out of nothing. He had a couple of hits, a mm -hmm. couple of, um, you know, long range efforts. And certainly what we've seen from him in the past is he's been the kind of player that can create something out of nothing, hit one from 25 yards out and, and, and score a goal. And Eric Tommy's goal kind of felt like that where it was, you know, something out of nothing. The team didn't necessarily, it wasn't one of those, you know, 15, 20 pass, passes right. combined that we've seen from this team so many times before. 
And I wonder if, obviously, it's just such a small sample size. It's on the road. When this team's playing at home, we're going to see more of it. But I wonder if there's going to be a little bit more of that mixed in where we're seeing those created out of completely nothing. Yeah, I hope they don't settle for too many shots from far outside of the penalty area uh, because they have guys that can hit those strikes. But those are speculative shots. You know, I mean, yeah. you want to get yourself into dangerous areas. You got to get service to Holland Polito inside the penalty area. Um, and, and I do think they have guys coming off the bench that show a little bit more dynamism this year. They've got some pace. Yeah. There's something that I think this team has really lacked. I thought that was exciting about seeing some of the new guys getting subbed into the game. Um, if you can stretch defenses, that will help things a little bit. I think Willie Agata is a guy that shouldn't be forgotten for what he did when he came to Kansas City two years ago. And, and last year, his season really got derailed because of the injury that he suffered. So there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic that sporting have more than one way that they can create things offensively. And I think it's going to make for a really exciting season. But as Peter Vermees always says, I mean, it takes a little while to yeah. figure out exactly what you have, even in a team like this, where there's so much consistency from last year to this year, still a new team in a new season. So I think that through the first few games of the year, we'll be kind of seeing this team figure out exactly what they want to look like, as will everybody else in the league. You asked him that question. I think it was at last Thursday's press conference. Yeah. And he was talking about that 13 and to the 14 team about how it was basically the exact same team, but it was different because every player year to year is a different player. Yeah. I mean, that you probably have a little bit more familiarity with that team. I guess, what what do you think it is about teams like that? What what things change from year to year when it comes to a player? Well, look, there's... there's man, that's a... <laughs> you ask somebody like me that question, Connell McCord has said I could have a 30-minute conversation in an empty room. I could give you a 30-minute answer to that yeah. question because it's it depends. The, everything can be different. You know, as you say, every individual brings a different set of baggage this year. Maybe you maybe you started a family in the offseason. Yeah. If you're let's just take Jake Davis as an example. I was just talking to him earlier. Think about where he was in his career at this time last year. He just wanted to become a guy that got called on regularly at some point to play mm -hmm. first team minutes. I don't know what the team thought of him at that time, but at this time last year, I still considered him a central midfielder. I thought he was going to be a destroying number eight that would yeah. go around and tackle people and foul people and all that <laughs> stuff. And now – just one year later, he is the right back for this team. I mean, it, it is a completely different offseason for him, a different way of approaching things, a different way. And he has told me that he's not trying to be different. He wants to still attack it like, hey, I still have to earn my job every single day. That's one of the reasons I believe that Jake's going to just continue to get better and better because I don't think he's too full of himself or anything like that off of one good year. But that's just one example of how one guy that goes into last year is in a completely different situation than he was at this time a year ago. When you reference that 13-14 team, you got to remember that team had just won MLS Cup. Yep. That season went all the way into December for them, and then they turned around and tried to do it again on a short season. Is the motivation the same after you've just won? Uh, is everybody uh, rested and energized and as motivated as they were the year ago? All those types of things are a little bit different. Whereas I think with this team, they did make it into the playoffs and it was a relatively short off season, but you get the sense there's a real sense of unfinished business. I believe that's even a phrase that Peter Vermees used at that press conference last week. So the motivation is different. The offseason is different. Each person that goes out there is different. I personally think if you want to be optimistic about this sport in Kansas City side, you look at the fact that so many of these players will be coming into this season with a more 
clearly defined picture in their head of what their job is on this team, how they fit, what they mean to the team, and what their responsibilities are. To me, that should be a positive for them as they go into this season. Absolutely. Uh, you know, that was a big topic of conversation, like you were mentioning there. Um, that 13-14 team had a bit of, or the 13 into the 14 team then had to go to play some CONCACAF Champions Cup match or CONCACAF Champions League matches at the time. Now, as we switch over to CONCACAF Champions Cup, that's something Philadelphia is is struggling with right now, or I guess not struggling with, they're, they're dealing with right now as they come into this match against Sporting Kansas City. Do you think I mean, obviously, this is probably a question that players can can attest to a little bit more. But from the teams, especially these sporting teams that you've seen in the past, how much does that really affect each individual match, especially this early in the season? Does it affect it? I think it affects it greatly. Yeah, I mean, and, and it depends, again, on the circumstances. For example, I just did the Orlando City team last weekend. Yep. Well, they have a home game midweek. They're already up 3-0 on aggregate going into that game. So they might be able to be a little bit more flexible with their roster and focus some more attention on the MLS game that's coming up this weekend. Philadelphia have a 3-2 lead on aggregate coming into this game, so maybe they have to take this match a little bit more seriously. And I think that especially when you're trying to get team, your players up to be in 90 minutes match fit at the beginning of a season, and then you play a midweek game against a team from another part of the continent, yeah. um, I certainly think it, it has an effect. Now, that doesn't mean that Philadelphia are just going to come in here and be tired and sporting can just, just roll the ball out and win. One thing that I will say for Philadelphia is they are used to doing this. They've played on multiple competitions over the past couple of years. They are a perennial winner. They have a coach that knows how to handle it. They have a team with depth and they have some young legs as well uh, that are featuring on their team right now. So I think that sporting Kansas city and I don't, they don't need me to tell them this. They they would do well to still approach this just like it's the Philadelphia Union, and you got to be ready to play on Saturday. Yeah, they you know talking to a couple of the players that went to Philadelphia last year, a tough nil nil draw in the cold. It was it's a tough team to play. I mean, like you mentioned, it's a it's a very tough team to play. You're going to be on the call here on Apple TV at uh, at Children's Mercy Park, Nate. How is the, how have things changed? You know, going from calling the games as the the local guy to now being the national <laughs> yeah. big broadcaster for Apple TV. It's 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 quite different. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite different, but it's fun because all of a sudden, um, uh, to me, I guess the positive is I don't make any bones about the fact how much I love this club, how much I love this town. Um, I eight of the best years of my professional life, getting to do what you're doing now and and being a part of it. Um, the, the fun part now is I feel like I'm getting a chance to get to know and love all of the other teams just as much, if that makes any sense. I mean, I, I really and the, you, know, you might say that it makes me sound like a shill for the league or whatever, <laughs> but it is so fun to get to know the other teams and to get to know the people that work in those clubs, to see the way they're different, to see the way that they go about their business and and. And I do believe in the future of this league so much that the growth is exciting. And, and I think Kansas City is a perfect microcosm of that. I will say this, like, for example, we get a chance to talk to all these other coaches now. Jim Curtin. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Love Jim Curtin. Love talking to him. Love listening to what he has to say. Um, and this Philadelphia Union side has some things about them that I think you can really correlate to the to to I mean there's this interesting correlation between Kansas City and Philadelphia when it yeah. comes to even the Chiefs and yeah. Eagles fans you know there's like this crossover um 
I think blue collar towns that appreciate people that put in honest days of hard work. That's what that Philadelphia union team is all about. Mm -hmm. Uh, They, they invest in their homegrown players. They want to develop good star players as opposed to plucking the biggest names out of the, out of other places. Uh, They're, they're about their system and and about the, the sum being, uh, you know, the, the whole being greater than some of its parts. And, uh, Honestly, Philadelphia is one of the more enjoyable teams to cover from that standpoint. So on a game like Saturday, I just get excited because I get to be a part of it from uh, from both sides. That's awesome. You know, talking about getting to talk to some of those coaches, I guess, how do you this is maybe more just for for someone who's geeking out about it, like me, you know, trying to learn from from people like you. How do you approach, you know, some of those conversations? Because I'm, I'm sure not everyone is as, as outgoing right. as Jim Curtin might be and great to you as he is. Well, you know, I think that the key to to having a good conversation, which is all an interview is at the end of the day, yeah. right? Is having a good conversation is, is trying to, first of all, put the person at ease that you're talking to. That can be difficult on a Zoom. Most of our conversations with these guys are on Zoom. It's one of the reasons I love getting to do the games on Apple, though, because you get to be in the building and you get to go down to the field and shake hands with people and get face to face with them and uh, just developing a rapport. And for me, the biggest way to develop a rapport with anybody is to find a point of commonality. Mm-hmm. You know, what do we have in common? Something that you and I both find interesting. And if you can find those things, um, it usually opens things up. But I would say most of the coaches in the league have been really great with us. They know that we're all trying to amplify the same product, which is Major League Soccer. And uh, most of us, most of them realize that we're all trying to work together. So it's it's been a really positive experience. And I would say everybody knows Peter is 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 just like that as well. He understands the role that we play treats us with respect and uh, that's all you can ask for at the end of the day absolutely well thank you so much for your time Nate. it's always great to have you back on here i love listening <laughs> to your show blake i'm gonna be listening on a regular basis going forward thanks for having me of course so that is nate Bucati, a familiar voice and a familiar face around here when we come back here on the sporting kc show we'll have a chance to talk to some players eric tommy and johnny russell coming up next here on the sporting kc show You're listening to the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Welcome back here on the Sporting KC Show, wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube, Sporting KC's YouTube, and make sure to follow Sporting on social, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you know, Facebook, wherever wherever you are. Make sure to follow Sporting Kansas City and here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. And if you're watching on video, you can see next to me, Eric Tommy, the man who scored the goal in Houston. Eric, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. So I'm doing wonderful myself. You know, you guys get back from your trip in Houston, one game down of the 34 game season. How are you guys feeling at this point? I mean, we feel good. Um, When we go back to the game was maybe not our best game, um, to be honest. But uh, yeah, we are looking forward to the home opener here. The home opener coming up, you know, in Houston, you guys go out and you concede that goal early, but it was called back to uh, due to the, the offside you know, that's before the half. It goes into the half nil-nil. I guess, was that kind of a wake-up call for you guys to have that goal that ended up not counting? Did it change the, the way you guys talked about things at the half? Yeah, it was, was a topic in the, in the, in the halftime. But, um, yeah, I think in general we did our defensively job really good, um, except the goal we considered consider in the last mm-hmm. and uh, second half. So, um was was almost the same goal we get uh, we got so uh, we talked about it yesterday and um, yeah now we're looking forward yeah and what kind of was that topic of conversation at halftime because you guys like you said a strong defensive performance overall in that first half had a couple of chances but nothing that was able to to break through yeah. where were you guys at I mean 
we knew that Houston wanted to play through the middle, so we closed the gaps between the lines. And um, yeah, at the end, their own target was to play long balls behind our defenders. So um, that's what that was one thing we were talking about. And um, yeah, of course, some details. Yeah. What what is always a thing in the halftime? Uh, what Peter is talking about. So, um, but yeah, at the end we we were. We scored a 1-0 and yeah, mm -hmm. at the end, we unfortunately, we get the goal again. Yeah, and so you were the one to go out and score a great individual goal. You know, you, you had some space there. Kind of talk about what you were seeing when you had, um, you know, some space in front of you and then you cut onto your left foot. Yeah, first of all, I get, got the ball on my right foot and I saw Stevie running. Um, I wanted to play the, play the ball in behind. I got the ball back so and I saw the space in front of me and if I space, uh, I wanted to go. So, um, yeah, and, and then uh, in the box, I saw Danny on my left side. First of all, I wanted to play to him, but then the, the gap opened and yeah, I have to have to shoot. And uh, fortunately, I scored. You backed yourself there. We, we did talk to you. I think it was before last game about who you thought might score first. I don't think you said yourself, did you? I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> um, I said, uh, I think, Alan or, or Danny. Yeah. So, but at the end, it, it doesn't care uh, who scores. Yeah. Um, it's just all about the team. And then after you scored the goal, we saw a little bit of a celebration about maybe some big news. So you want to talk about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, my, my wife is pregnant right now. So um, it's going to be a surprise in, in May. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're really excited. That's awesome. So, you know, your life's going to change a little bit there. You're going to get a little, maybe a little busier. <laughs> uh, it's maybe less sleep yeah. than right now. But um, yeah, it's, it's going to be amazing. That's awesome. And so, you know, shifting forward a little bit, you know, talking about that game, you guys score that first goal and then Houston comes back. But it still felt like that the rest of the game, you know, you guys were up for it. You were looking for for all three points. Kind of talk about your mentality in the later portions of that game. Yeah, of course, if, if you score a goal and um, obviously you want to win there. And um, yeah, we had a couple of chances at the end. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't score, but I think all in all, the, the one point is, is totally okay. And we can live with that point. So um, yeah, we're looking forward for the Philly game at mm -hmm. home because at home is, uh, yeah, these are games we have to win. We are a strong um, team at home and um, yeah, we're excited. And talking, you know, about getting one point, you seemed after the game like you said it was a fair result in terms of of everything. But you didn't, you guys didn't seem 100% satisfied with with a point. Obviously, you want all three points going into every game, and and especially on the road in those tough games, you feel like you can go out and win those when you score first as well. Is that kind of the mentality of this team right now? Is just you guys are very hungry and and you want to take everything you can get. Yeah, of course. Um, I think we're not happy with the game yeah over 90 minutes with our performance because a lot of details a lot of things like yeah we have room for improvement mm -hmm. that's for sure so that's the main thing uh, main reason why we look maybe a little bit yeah not sad but not happy yeah um and of course we want to get every point on the road and especially at home and you know with it being early in the season is that kind of just part of the Maybe some of those moments like you talk about, not a full 90-minute performance that you guys are 100% satisfied with, is that something that you kind of expect early in the season or are your expectations to, to be ready to go full 90 minutes? I mean, expectations are always a little bit different, but of course, in that time of, of the year, in that time of the season, I mean, it's the first game, nothing ca can be on 100%. So yeah. that's why... Um, there's, like I said, always room for improvement and we have, we have still time. We have a lot of games in front of us. So um, we want to use these time, the time in our training session and our games to, to improve our game.
You talked about coming back home in front of the crowd, the home crowd here in Kansas City. I mean, how excited, just talk about how excited you are for that and what you've experienced in you know, your short-ish time here in Kansas City, but you've gotten to have some, some great atmosphere in the stadium. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, it's now three months without a game at home, so we are really excited and happy to play in front of our games. Hopefully it's gonna be packed. We need our fans to push us like last season. And um, I mean, it's we could witness it that we have like a magic night or we can have a magic night um, if the stadium is packed, if the game is good and if we perform. So we're looking forward for that. You've scored goals in front of the road crowd, you know, in Houston, like you just did in, in previous matches. And then you scored plenty of goals here at Children's Mercy Park. Just talk about what that is like scoring in front of this crowd here in Kansas City. First of all, it's always nice to help the team. Yeah, uh, that's um, that's the first thing. The second one is uh, like to score at home, to hear the fans cheering, and like if the stadium gets loud, it's it's always amazing. It's a pleasure to play here. So um, I think, um, yeah, it's it's kind of like magic here. Yeah, we've had that conversation with some other players. Are you someone who enjoys silencing the crowd on the road more, or are you the kind of guy who just loves that? feeding off the crowd's energy in general both but of course i pre <laughs> prefer the games at home of course of <laughs> course you know looking forward to that match specifically against philadelphia you guys played them last year mm -hmm. at their place what is what's tough about playing against them i think when we look back last season was just a fight yeah Over there we played we tied i think and was cold and uh, yeah. that's what we expect on saturday as well it won't be the the prettiest game what i think so but at the end, we have to we have to play our game, have to fight against them, and uh, it's all about points. Points. Yeah, it shouldn't be as cold. I think you're going to get a little bit more weather like today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's going to be good. So I think uh, you know, as as we look forward to the rest of the season, maybe we'll we'll get a little bit of your thoughts. Who who do you think might be someone that you uh, would peg to score one of the first goals here at Children's Mercy Park if it's not yourself? Uh, I think we have a couple of players. Alan is always good for a goal. Danny, uh, even Johnny. So yeah. we will see. We will see. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> the most important thing is that we get the three points here. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Eric. Thank you. That is Eric Tommy here on the Sporting KC Show. Make sure to stay tuned as we'll be right back with Johnny Russell. You're listening to the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Welcome back here on the Sporting KC Show, wherever you get your podcasts here on YouTube, on Sporting Kansas City's YouTube. And make sure to follow Sporting Kansas City on all socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, wherever, wherever you are. Again, if you're watching here on video, you can see alongside me, Johnny Russell, the captain of Sporting Kansas City. Johnny, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great myself. You know, trip to Houston for you guys. You're back here in Kansas City, I guess, through one week, 33 games left of the season to go. How are you guys feeling? We feel good. Um, obviously, going back to where it ended last year. Um, and, I mean, I'm not going to lie about it. We went at our best. Um, but at the start of the season, rustiness or whatever it was, we, we just we didn't perform great. Um, but it, it's a good sign to go to a difficult place, especially when, you know, they're a good side. They played well in the game and we managed to, to snatch a point that we probably didn't really deserve, to be honest. But that's a good sign. You know, it's well documented how we started last year. We probably lose that game. So to be able to pick up points when you're not at your best, I think is a good sign, um, especially in difficult places. So we've got that out of the way. Uh, and now the excitement for the for the home opener starts and, you know, something that I know that 
we've all been looking forward to is, is getting back here and you know it's against another tough side a very st uh, tough start to the year but we're excited we're excited about the year and we're excited about getting back here and playing you guys scored the first goal in that game. You know, last year it took you guys a little, a little bit longer to find that first goal. Do you feel like, I mean, I don't know if, if that's something that you guys were thinking about going into the year, but does that take a little bit of that weight off of your shoulders as opposed to last year where maybe it started to build up? No, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't something we, we thought about going into the year. What happened at the start of last year is gone. Yep. Hopefully it never happens again. Yeah. But it, it wasn't as if we were looking back on that. Um, we don't want to start this year with that kind of thought process or negativity. So yeah. we were just thinking of obviously getting off to the best possible start. Obviously, Eric, moment of just individual brilliance, mm -hmm. you know, winning the ball, driving forward, getting the shot off when he's surrounded. Um, you know, it's good to have him sort of starting the year the way he played last year as well. That's a good sign for us. Uh, such a huge player for us. So disappointing in the way... You know, we concede the other goal, especially going ahead. Um, we should we should see it out a little bit better. Um, but that's, you know, that's things that we've looked at, um, you know, and we'll look to eradicate so it doesn't happen again. Uh, we know it's not going to be perfect throughout the season, but like I said, it's, it's a good start. And you get a win at the weekend, you've got more points in two games than you did after 10 last year. So <laughs> <laughs> no one can complain with that. Certainly wouldn't be a bad thing. <laughs> You know, looking at, we talked to Peter Vermees um, today here at Media Day, and we heard about the end of last season, how it was such a positive end of the year. And going into this season, of course, you're not really, really feeling the momentum because it's been such a long time. But he said some of you guys, the, the veterans on this team, really learned a lot from that. I guess, what is, is that like going into this year and taking some of those things you learn and maybe teaching some of the new guys and, and just using that as a positive going into this year? Yeah, I mean, I think... Coming from such a, a difficult time, um, you know, just not just on the field, but, you know, it, it affects you off the field as well. So, you know, it affects a lot of guys differently, but just the sort of mentality, um, the grit, just everything we showed to get back, back in the race, get ourselves back into that position. And then the way we played as well, uh, I think that gets overlooked a lot as well, especially the turning point was League's Cup. The way we played against Cincinnati and then what we done to achieve us, um, I don't think gets the credit that yeah. it deserves. The, the two best teams in both leagues at that point, and, mm -hmm. and we dominated both of them. Um, obviously, red card and the game swings in Cincinnati, but the way we started that game, you know, they were done. Um, and obviously, things change and we allowed them back in. But then, I mean, show me another team do achieve us what we've done here as well so I think those two were, were huge turning points for us um, and gave the guys like belief that we are a, a very very dangerous side when we're at full strength when we're healthy when we get it going we are a very difficult team to play against um, and I, I think a team that not not many people would would like to play in that kind of form so that's that's the confidence we take. That's obviously what we're trying to take into this year. Um, the more experienced guys, it's easy. We've been in these positions before. But it's up to, like you said, it's up to us to, to help the young guys and seeing that as well. There's a lot of guys who will be obviously looking to break through this year, trying to break through. So it's about letting them know 
the standards and what's expected of you when you pull this jersey on and, and you go out there and play. So I think the, the guys get it. Um, the sort of older older guys, more senior guys do a, a great job and obviously letting people know what's expected of them here. But yeah, that's I think that's that's definitely we've got huge expectations this year. Yeah. And I, I think it comes off the back of how we how we finished the year. Well not in finished the year or our form for the for the second half of last season. One of the, the best teams in the league. We know if we start early, then we're gonna be up there at the top come come the end of the year. We're gonna be fighting for titles and at the end of the day that's what we all want. Um I know I want to be and that long list of, you know, captains who are lifting trophies for this club. Uh, so I don't want to be, I don't want to be the one that misses out on that. So, and th- what we've what we've been through, what we've been through as a team, and I know every team's got the same goal, but you know, I, f- I feel like we deserve something. So it's up to us to to go out there and prove it. And and Peter also talked about you individually as a as a leader on this team and how when he's making a guy captain, they oftentimes have some things internally that they don't always see that make them a good leader how did you kind of when you were given that armband how did you become that kind of leader on this team uh, you know what I really I'm really not sure um, I don't feel like I've changed much from when I didn't have the armband to now that I've got it I, I don't feel like much of my games changed the way I interact or things that I do off the field has changed. There's definitely a lot more responsibility that comes with it and a lot of people sort of hold you to a higher standard and there's things that come along with being captain that I haven't always been used to. But, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just part of it, part of the, the learning experience as well. And I mean, tough times last year. It's, it's so easy to lead when things are going well. It's, it's the easiest thing in the world. You don't have to do anything. Everything just takes care of itself. It's in those tough moments that you find out a lot about yourself as a person and as a leader. And, you know, maybe at times last year when I, I look back, there might have been certain times or certain areas where I was lacking or I failed in. Um, but you make that mistake, you don't make it twice. Um, and I learned a lot um, about probably more people individually, how I respond or how I react to leadership isn't going to be the same for everyone. Every single guy here is different, different background, different nationality, just different cultures. So you have to find what it is that makes each individual guy tick and then obviously use that to towards the collective and get everyone pushing in the same direction. So I think that's probably, although I, I never want to be in that situation again, I think the in terms of learning as a leader, I think the the first 10 games were hugely beneficial for me. Um, like I said, I don't ever want to have to use that again. <laughs> but it's um, it's something that is, is part of it as well. It's not always going to be, you know, sunshines and blue skies. It's, you know, sometimes it's going to be a little bit messy. So I think that's, that's uh, probably the main thing. I, I don't feel how I conduct myself or how I play on the field I don't think anything's changed in that sense but probably just the pride you get as well I think anyone that's wore that captain's armband tells you the the honour that the pride you get you know you you know feel like it does lift you a lot and you know a lot of people look to you in those tough moments um, as 
being able to do something that sparks a reaction or they look to you to get them out of that tough situation. So it's not something I've ever shied away from. Um, and I've got no problem taking that responsibility either. And so you guys get the point in Houston. How does that result kind of affect and, and give you a little bit of momentum going into the home opener here at Children's Mercy Park? Yeah, just going back to what I said earlier, we, we didn't play well. Um, but we've shown that we can go to tough places on the road and, and pick up points. And in such a long season, uh, the way this season is and where this league is, you never know what that point can mean come the end. Um, you know, we were looking back last year at uh, if we would have done this in this game or that in that game. Yeah, that point at the end of the year can be the difference for you making playoffs, missing playoffs, being top, like being second. You know, you just, you never know what those points are going to mean at the end of the year. So it's up to you during it to just collect as many as possible to put yourself in the best possible situation. And that's a game last year. Start of the year, we lose. 100% we lose that game. So the fact that we are able to take points when we're not at our best, I think is, a, is another good sign. It's early in the year, it's the first game. But we, we have to go and prove that, you know, it's, it's not a fluke, that we are a, we are a team who means business this year and the aim at the start of every year is to go and win something. But, you know, time's running out um, here. So we know that we have to, to start showing it um, and show it on a more consistent basis than, than what we did last year. And then just talk about playing in front of this home crowd. I mean, you've had plenty of opportunities to do it, plenty of great matches, plenty of maybe not so great matches. Just talk about how, how this, this fan base is to you. They've been incredible with me from, from day one. The, the second I stepped in the door, um, they've embraced me. They've, they've treated me like one of their own. They've always had my back. They've always been behind me, no matter what the situation is. Um, they've, they've never turned their back. And you know, hopefully I've gave them some good times along the way as well. But you know, it's, it's something that you're, you're never fully going to give back. Um, like I said, the aim is to win a trophy. Hopefully winning a trophy goes a long way towards that. But the way the way I've been treated, not just me, the rest of the guys, the, especially the foreign guys, the way we've been treated by this community, by the fans, you know, it's, it's nothing short of incredible. Um, when people ask me about Kansas, the, the main thing that always comes to my head is the people. Um, uh, for me, that that's not going to change the... I think the people here are incredible. Um, the way that they support you, the way they get behind you. Um, and I think that's such a real thing as well. So I can't speak highly enough of, of them. Um, and like I said, I, I know I know I mean a lot to them, but um, they mean a hell of a lot more to me. Um, I can assure you that. And then Philadelphia, you know, we talked with Ariel, Eric a little bit about this, but they're a tough team. You guys had a tough draw against them early last season. Talk about how they are and how tough they are to play. Very tough. Um, I mean, that game down there, was that was a battle. Um, and that was during the period we weren't doing well. That was one of the, the very rare points we picked up in that period. And, and that showed, at that time, the way we were going, that showed a lot um, about this team as well. You didn't really fully see the signs until after that, but you could see that fight was there. Oh, very, very difficult place to go. Very difficult side, very direct. You know, they're physical and they've got quality as well. So it's not as if, you know, it's not as if they just 
not one dimensional, but you know, they get the ball and they try and hurt you as quickly as possible. So we have to be very switched on to that, but we have to take pride in the fact that we're at home, we're in front of our fans. We have to go out there and put on a performance that's, that's worthy of, of playing here. Um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm sure the, the guys are going to do that. Everyone's eager to get out here for the first time. Been a couple of changes out there as well. So definitely want to see those those new lights at some point. Um, <laughs> so sneak out for that. Exactly. So no, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, hopefully, it's been a long time. Obviously, they've been excited to the fans to get back in. So hopefully it's, it's an entertaining one for them and they go home happy at the end of the night. Let's hope so. Thank, thank you so much for your time, of Johnny. Course, we really appreciate it. Um, that was the captain, Johnny Russell. That's all we've got here for this edition of the Sporting KC Show. Make sure to grab your tickets if you haven't already for the home opener. It's going to be beautiful out here on Saturday at Children's Mercy Park. SportingKC.com is where you can go ahead and grab those. But that's all we've got. We will be back next week and see you soon with some more on the Sporting KC Show.